Praise the Lord. Well, welcome to this Christmas message for Christmas 2023. We trust that every family is blessed and experiencing the peace and presence of Almighty God at this precious time. I'd like to share a short message which comes directly from scriptures relating to what's known as the advent of Christ. Let's just go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read the well-known passage from verse 1 to 7. That's the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. And it came to pass in these days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this precious word, especially at this time when we reflect on the great gift that God gave humanity, steeped in our sin, doomed to destruction, you sent your Son to rescue us. And it's on this day that we contemplate that wonderful, wonderful gift. And I trust, Lord, that we will appreciate it as much as we possibly can. Thank you, Father. One thing one learns if one studies the Bible diligently is that nothing is put here by chance. God, through the Holy Spirit, orchestrated it in such a way that in a majestic manner, if one looks at it closely, every single thought ties in, every single word. And this is no exception. We notice that Luke, who was a very competent historian, Studies have revealed. He had an eye for detail. He was a man trained in medicine, to a large extent has a scientific mind. And he approached this whole gospel with almost like a clinical attitude. And every here and there you find a phrase just put in, which once we study it, makes all the difference. Now, the emphasis this morning is that phrase, she laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. If we stop and think about that, it's probably one of the greatest ironies of the whole Christian faith. Here we have the birth of the greatest human the world has ever seen, will ever see, will ever know. By far, the most important person ever 
in the entire history of humanity to be born. And yet, God orchestrates circumstances that to the normal human mind seem absolutely ludicrous. For a start, you might have thought, God, your timing is not really that good. For a mother to give birth while she's away from home, away from her surroundings, the one time in the whole year when they have to travel, that's bad enough. Just think about it. Do you think God could have made it a week earlier or a week later? Very often in our lives things happen and we think at the time this is the very worst moment for it to happen. But God knows better. But that's just the start of it. Not only that, we're talking now about accommodation away from home. To be honest, I enjoy my home environment. I can go away and wherever I stay, as much as I can enjoy it. It's always good to get home. And so here we have this need for accommodation at a critical moment in not only Mary's life, but the entire history of the world. And at this crucial moment, no accommodation of any note is available. Once again, the natural mind would have thought, well, God, surely, surely in your great wisdom, you would have made sure that there was a cancellation at the five-star hotel on this occasion, so that there would be space. Nothing of the sort. No cancellation last minute. No five-star hotel. No three-star hotel. In fact, no hotel at all. Almost. Imagine a mother faced with the prospect of giving birth in a stable. Now, once again, you see, we've got to be so cautious about the beautiful pictures that religious tradition create for us. The woolly sheep, the well-manicured cows, all lowing in harmony, everything pristine, clean, the bright shining star, sanitized, nothing of the sort. No matter how well a stable is kept, at best, the stable is always filthy. The very last place any sensible mother would want to give birth. Once again, the natural mind might query God and say, Really, Father God, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. You rule it all. Could you not make sure at least there was place in the hospital? Or somebody's home, a wealthy man's home, with trained midwifery. After all, this is your son. This is your son. You see, that's the point completely. Nothing's placed in this Bible without a purpose. You see, God was making a statement. A statement, actually, that 
rang true then, would ring true throughout his son's life, and rings true even today. The big question is, is there place in the end? Now, if we look forward to the end of Christ's ministry and beyond, John writing, years after everything has happened, Christ has come and gone, returned and then gone back again. And he says this of him. We all know the beginning of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, talking, of course, of the Messiah coming to this earth. In verse 10 we read this. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Just think about that. This world was made through him. He was responsible for this world's creation. So in the sense of all the beings in the universe who has right to this world, he's the one. Right? And yet, what happened? The world did not know him. He came to his own and how sad. His own did not receive him. What is the message? You see, God comes in a way to you and I, every single human being. He presents himself. Now please, we must remember that the nature of God is not to force himself. That's not his nature. As we've said time and time again, the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. And very often he comes to you and I in ways that least expect. The reason why Israel didn't fall down and worship the king of kings as he was born, even though, according to their very own scriptures, they were expecting him. When King Herod wanted to find out about the wise men and the birth of this new king, he consulted with the traditional leaders, the religious leaders of the day. They knew. They knew that he was coming. They even knew where he would come, where he would come from. They knew all that. They were expecting the Messiah. Why did they miss it? Why did they miss it? Well, the reason, very simply stated, is because he came in a way that they didn't expect. Can I just say this? In the same way, God, through the Holy Spirit, presents himself to you and I, not only at Christmas, but every single day. And so, very, very often, sad to say, we miss it. Why do we miss it? Well, you see, in this case, humankind would have expected God's son's birth on the earth, the great prophet to arrive with a crash and a bang. And in fact, that actually happened, but out of sight to most people. Remember the shepherds and that spectacular display that they witnessed? But you see, so many people missed it even the people living right there where he was born. 
people right across the road in the inn, carrying on with their lives, oblivious to what was going on, just down the road. It amuses me, you know, people trying to find the truth, trying to find great wisdom, travel the ends of the earth. There was a stage in the hippie era where it was the thing to go to the far east and find some guru sitting under the pineapple tree to get wisdom for life. Looking always for something else. And yet, the very answer to life, in perhaps more than 90% of the time, is sitting, gathering dust on a bookshelf at home. The precious word of God. The Bible says that it's not necessary to find the word in heaven or at the ends of the earth. Because you see the word is in us. It's available. The life-giving source of information, wisdom, strength, power is right here available to you and I. But you see, we have to have the right heart. We have to realize that we have to change if we have to receive Him. Is there room at the inn? That's a big question. Why wasn't there room at the inn? Full of other people, other things happening, things that were important, yes, but they got in the way. They got in the way. And you see, that's the message for you and my life. The question still hangs over us every single day. Not only at this time, although now is the time to really contemplate it. But the question is, is there room at the end? Is there room in your and my heart for the great God of this universe to come and to fill us and bring joy to our lives. Joy that only He can bring. I trust that you and I will ask ourselves these questions this Christmas time and that we will be blessed as we gratefully make room for Him and all His blessings in Yeshua's wonderful name. Amen. Amen.